driving. Now, I I do I have such a, a double opinion of Robin Williams. I do really like him as a person. I liked him a lot, and as a serious actor, I liked him heaps. Insomnia, uh, One Hour Photo, even The Birdcage, where he played a straight guy. That's an irony, that statement. But he, he wasn't the comedic relief character. He was the guy playing it straight. Um, I thought he was brilliant in all of those films. I really like him as a person as well. But I don't like the zany. I don't do zany. I like when someone's continually over-talking everyone else and doing impressions and that. It did drive me up the wall a bit. Um, so I didn't care for Jumanji, which came out in 1996, a film about a board game where everyone gets... Um, Everyone playing it gets dragged into this sort of world of wild elephants and all of that kind of stuff. It was memorable. I mean, it was a memorable setup anyway. Well, they've, for no reason, no good reason at all, they've released a sequel to it some 20 years on. And this time around, uh, and, and, and this was a film I just didn't want to watch. I mean, but then it came out and it got pretty good reviews, and it's, it's done 960 million at the box office. That's nearly a billion dollars. I mean, if you look at the budget, 100 million bucks, and compare it to a lot of the Marvel or films that have got budgets nearly 300 million, it's done better than most of those films, nearly a billion dollars. So this time around, it's um, basically four kids come together. There's the geeky nerd who does other people's homeworks, um, the college football player whose homework is being done by the geeky nerd, the um, the smart girl who hates everybody and shows it, and the girl who opens it wonderfully by giving it the the pretty girl from school who opens it by doing a selfie where she's pretending to be asleep, and that should give you an indication of the direction that they've pushed this in, which is a lot of references to modern culture and funny ones as well. And basically, they all get detention, and they all end up having to spend the weekend in detention. And if you think that sounds like a setup from another movie, you would be correct. It very much is at this point, The Breakfast Club. Even the characters. You've got the Emilio Estevez jock character. You've got the um, Amy. Was it Amy? I can't remember what that lady's name is who played the, um, the goth girl who never speaks. And you've got the Molly Ringwald cheerleader type even though Molly Ringwald was a more interesting character than that. Um, and the geeky nerd boy. So it's just like they've taken everyone bar Judd Nelson out of The Breakfast Club. Although I didn't really like the characters in The Breakfast Club. I don't like that film very much. I don't have much affection for it. These characters are likeable and the opening sort of sequences are funny and the stuff happening in school and where the girl is on a phone call in class and she's just debating with the teacher about how why she needs to take this phone call and she's just chatting loudly to one of her friends. Um, and, of course, they all end up in this sort of detention lab. You know, one of these things can never happen because they're just like leaving these kids alone for hours on end with no supervision whatsoever. And they find the video game looks like an old Atari console game, which is Jumanji. And, obviously, they start playing Jumanji and, obviously, they get sucked into... This world, which is kind of uh, Africa, Africa via Arabia for some reason. It's like the whole jungle thing is Africa, and then there's this. They go into sort of like the town, and it's like they're in a in in some bazaar, some like Arabic bazaar. Um, 
the, the really clever part of this film is the way that they change the scenario around. They play avatars of the characters. So they each get to choose a character from the game. And in the film, in, once they've entered into this, this world of Jumanji, they become these adults and the rock... So the nerdy kid who does the, the homework for everyone, he becomes Dwayne Johnson. He becomes The Rock. And that's a, a very amusing watching him being feeble, but obviously muscularly and uh, as, as big as a mountain, but still having that same personality. And that's, what, that's the best conceit of the film, that it applies their innate psychological characteristics to characters that are completely different physically. Jack Black is... is very funny. He's the cheerleader girl. She mistakes the character's description of Curvy as being a female character with curves rather than a, shall we say, overweight middle-aged male. Watching Jack Black play that role is quite funny because he does a really good job. Both The Rock and uh, Jack Black are the two standouts here by miles. And he does it really well because he gets to play the cheerleader girl, but he doesn't over-egg it. He does it quite subtly and puts on a girl's voice, but not too much for you to think it's grandstanding. And he mainly inhabits her characteristics and mannerisms. And the the, um, the nerdy girl who hates the world becomes the cheerleader character in it and so on. And, of course, the um, the big, huge, hulking football guy becomes Kevin Hart, who's about four foot ten. Um, so they basically have this adventure for the rest of the film as these characters. And the uh, arrival of Reese is it Reese Evans, the guy from Flight of the Concords? I think he's one of the funniest people on earth. He arrives to tell them they've got to deliver this crystal back to Jaguar Mountain and they've got to... Um, put it in there to stop this warlord-type guy getting it back and destroying Jumanji, which isn't really ever defined what it is. It's a sort of country-ish sort of thing. And I was... What did I think of it? Um, I was very pleasantly surprised. I was very pleasantly surprised. It's quite fresh. Um, The kids are all good at the start, and a lot of the uh, stuff that they're relating to i thought there was a funny bit when the when the geeky kid who does the homework he's standing outside of the local house where the other jumanji sort of happened and there's this old guy that comes out who lives there by himself and he's very threatening and so on and the cheerleader girl goes god that guy is so creepy and they're like will you leave that old man alone and she's like no i mean the the kid from my class (laughs) and there's lots of quite witty humor abounding in it and lots of cool references to to um the disparities between then and now and so on and uh, overuse and, and over-dominance by um, social media and technology and so on, a lot of pretty obvious things, but still good. And the performances of the adults in it are really good. I mean, Kevin Hart, I think, is almost singularly unfunny. I don't think I've seen him good in anything, but he's better here than he was in that dreadful film, CIA, Central Intelligence that came out a couple of years ago, where The Rock absolutely blew his socks off as far as being a comedian, comedic actor. They say he's one of the best stand-up comedians in the world. I've yet to see him be funny on film. Like, you could put anyone like Chris Rock in that role, and you've just got a different level of funny. And even Martin Lawrence could get in that role and be a different level of funny. Um, but he's all right in this film. He doesn't detract from it like he has done in others. 
And the other lady is uh, Karen Gillan, who's a, a, an interesting young actress from Scotland who's starting to appear in more and more things as well. Flaws, there are quite a few. Um, for me, the main the main bugbear with this film is I found it really fresh and energetic and funny, but pretty much everything great happens by the halfway point. And after that, it becomes a little bit more laboured. Um, there are some very long sequences and action sequences where it's not as witty and it's not as charming and it's not as fun. And it, like, there's a bit where the Gillian character has to do um, sexy dancing to distract some soldiers and she ends up kicking their backsides. And all of that could have been really, really funny, but they make it go on for like 15 minutes and it's just it, it sort of leeches all of the fun out of it. And the second problem is the story is so weak. They, I mean, the premise is really strong, but the story is very, very weak. It's just take this green emerald and put it in the jaguar's mouth sort of thing. And they could have amped that up. They could have made the story that the adventure side of it goes through to be a lot more interesting than it is. Um, so it, it's sort of patchy from the halfway stage. And what's the other thing? Jumanji itself isn't very well defined. It's kind of like rampaging rhinos every now and again or a market bazaar, but not. they could have done a little bit more effort on this because they obviously spent enough money so, to make it look visually quite dazzling. So why not spend a bit more effort on the story and so on? The only element that really comes out is the incredible appearance of jo uh, one of the Jonas brothers. Which one is it? Nick Jonas. He's totally credible in his role. And he's a character that has been in the game for 20 years. He was in the original, and he's been trapped there ever since. So he's, he's, he, he, that adds a little bit of intrigue to the, the story. But once they've sort of gone past um, all of the sort of dazzlement of the, the setup, and once they've sort of – once they, they, they've made the film very reference to, you know, the modern age and so on – so once they're in the Jumanji world, they lose that. They don't really have much in the way. The cast of the main four do good work. And there were some very funny willy jokes and so on. Obviously, the Jack Black character has not seen one before his own. Uh, and some of those moments are funny. And some of the um, the work by The Rock and, uh, and uh, Jack Black are, is very good. It's just much more intermittent and much more laboured from the halfway point. Sadly, a little bit too much. And it doesn't end up meaning a whole great deal. But I was expecting it to be worse. And I thought that it was very enjoyable, well worth a once through. Um, so I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10 would be pretty fair. And I would say that 5 of that is for the first half and 2 is for the, the second half. But still worth watching. Certainly up against something like Kong Skull Island, which is like the humorless take on this whole affair. Um, it's a lot better film than that and it is quite clever which is always a bonus when you're dealing with stuff like this and again The Rock I really like him as an actor I think he's got great comic chops and um, Jack Black it's nice to see him in a role where he's not grandstanding or doing anything he's actually quite a subtle likeable character as a woman uh, so yes Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle is the title I should have mentioned not Jumanji 2 Welcome to the Jungle uh, and uh, 7 out of 10. This is, I've played um, Cool Keith's Return as Dr. Octagon.